I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you are listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome to another episode of Never Wear Boring Socks. Before we get started, we want to remind everyone that we are donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund this month. So every every review we get in the month of October, we will donate a dollar to the Hurricane Relief Fund. So please consider leaving us a review if you've been thinking about it. This would be a good time. We would really appreciate it. This week, we're going to be talking about decision-making, which has been quite the struggle for both Maria and I throughout our lives. Um, So we'll discuss some difficulties we've faced with making decisions, what can contribute to the fact that they are so daunting or difficult, and some ways um, to facilitate easier and less stressful decision-making in the future. Um, but before we get into that, I would like to ask Maria, what socks are you wearing today? Well, I am wearing some socks that are kind of a dark bluish color. I had to check them to see what they looked like. <laughs> and then they have, <laughs> I forgot, um, they have sort of a pink border it's like pink and white and maybe some greenish or bluish or something at the top sort of a geometric pattern they're similar to another pair of socks that i wore they are very cozy and they're one of those pairs of socks that has the ribbing around the arches which i really like i always feel like i always think that feels really good on my feet so i'm wearing these socks because because of the coziness and because of the arch ribbing i'm sick and i've been sick for like a week now so i feel like i could use some coziness and some extra support so i'm getting a little bit of that from my socks there you go nice those sound very cozy they are very cozy and what socks are you wearing anna i am wearing um a pair of also very cozy socks they're nice and warm they are gray and they are striped so they have like some like white and black and dark gray stripes on them um and i mostly pick them just because it's kind of chilly outside it's getting pretty cold here in minnesota winter is fast approaching and I'm wearing some sneakers today, so I needed some warm socks to keep my feet warm. So that's why I chose this. Very nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So to start off our conversation about decisions, um, I just kind of want to go into what our experiences have been with them. Um, So, Maria, what is what are some of the most difficult decisions or maybe just memorable decisions you've had to make in your life? Um, And what 
depended on these choices that you had to make? Hmm. Well, I, I think we have this in common. I have a really difficult time with most decisions. It takes me way longer than it should to decide anything, both big life-altering decisions and like small things such as which lip balm to buy or whatever. It takes me way too long. But I think some of the more uh, kind of influential ones in terms of influencing the, the path of my life, one of those would be where to go to school, like where to go to college, and which job to take after college. And then also, kind of in general, like which activities I decide to do. So while I was at college, which activities I was doing. Um, and right now, sort of in my post-college life, which activities I decide to do and which activities I try and then decide to drop. So those of all had a really big impact on how... Oh my goodness, I can't talk today. <laughs> Some strange maybe, vowels going yeah, on. Maybe your cold is like uh, trying to influence your speaking skills. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> well, I hope I, I hope it makes sense anyway. I'll try to speak clearly. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the, all the activities that I've decided to do or not to do have influenced my life in a big way because, for example, doing the musical groups that I did in college made a big difference in how my sort of college career played out. Um, and deciding to stay in all of those groups for several years put me in more of a leadership position at the end of college. So that was really a big part of my experience, which also led to working as a music teacher after college. And then some of my decisions having to do with what activities I participate in recently, like in my life right now, have made a big difference in how busy and overwhelmed I feel. So I tend to take on too many things and recently decided to drop one, which was kind of a hard decision, but I do feel like a weight has been lifted off. That's so good. Those are a, a few examples. Yeah. Nice. What are some difficult decisions you've had to begin? Um, I mean, the one that comes most to mind for me, especially because it's been so recent, is obviously like my college decision. Yeah. I can't talk either today, apparently. <laughs> this is a theme. Um, <laughs> is my college decision on where I chose to go to school. Um, that decision, one of the reasons why it was so hard, but also just like super irritating, was that it took a really long time to make that decision. Um, I didn't apply like early decision anywhere, so I had to wait till like April for some of my... Uh, um, results to come back in regards to which schools I got into and 
and there were just a ton of factors influencing that decision. Um, and so it was really, even when I did fa- like have all the facts that I needed to make that decision, it was still super, super difficult. Um, and I didn't make it until like late April and like decision day for colleges is May 1st. So, and I had been working on this for like since junior year or whatever. Like I went on college tours like the summer before junior year. So the fact that that was so prolonged just made that process really frustrating. Um, And also just the fact that like, even when you do make a college decision, you're like, was that the right choice? Um, It's still really tough. Um, So that's like what comes to mind. First Mm -hmm. of all, just because that's like so recent and that's uh, what's like majorly affected my life recently because that is like where I'm living now. And that's like what my life is. Um, But I also kind of want to echo what you are talking about with like the activities that you chose to participate in. I know the activities that I chose to participate in in high school was really important for me in finding friends and defining who I was and finding my interests. Um, But it's interesting because I've gotten to college and I've made decisions in regards to what I want to do. But now I'm kind of learning that maybe I don't want to do all the things that I chose to do. Um, Not only did, like, I overcommit myself, which is kind of a theme in my life, and I'm trying to stop doing that. But I I also am just realizing that I want to try new things, and I've been doing the same things for so long um, that I want to kind of branch out. And I'm not really sure, like, how that's going to manifest itself in the future. But I definitely know that I kind of want to like change some of the choices that I've made or some of the things that I'm participating in um and what's been really difficult about that is that kind of revolves around the whole identity aspect of my life I feel like I should be doing these things that I did in high school because it's consistent with my identity but I'm also just kind of like this is the opportunity to try new things and just because you're doing something that you didn't do before or not representing everything about yourself um, that you were in high school doesn't mean like you aren't that person or doesn't mean that you, I mean, and even if like you, your interests have changed, that's not like a bad thing either. I don't know. So I've been thinking a lot about that, but in regards to activity participation, that has been a big thing recently for me in regards to decision-making. So I would echo both of those things. Um, those are the biggest ones that I can think of right now. Yeah. I think deciding whether or not to participate in activities and whether or not to stop participating are some of the most difficult decisions. Going back to your first question, uh, just because... Because, like, you want to be able to experience everything, or I do anyway. So I don't want to give up an opportunity that might be valuable. So that's one of the things I find really hard about making decisions. Right. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about um, specifically, like, what music ensembles I want to be participating in. I play two different instruments and I'm also in a choral ensemble right now. And so I'm in three different ensembles. I'm doing three different instruments in each one. And 
I really love music and I really love doing all of those instruments. So I want to keep like to find a way to keep playing on all of those. But that also takes up a lot of time in my life. And I think overall, I'd be a happier person if I just let one of those things go. Um, And it doesn't mean that I'm like less of a musician on that instrument, but I can't be playing all of those things at once and expect myself to have like a balanced life. So part of like what's hard about that is kind of making sacrifices. But I think if you can kind of justify the ultimate benefits in the end, it makes it a little easier. I'm trying to think along those lines right now in regards to like what I'm going to do next semester for ensembles and what I'm going to do next year. Um, Because I've always kind of been the person to do lots of different music ensembles and make sure I'm kind of like honoring the different skills I have in each of my instruments. But at this point, I just don't really think it's making me happy anymore. So, yeah. which is really difficult. Which I think is an Im- because yeah. I want to keep And I think that's an important this. thing to consider. Yeah. In terms of decisions, how it's going to make you feel. Indeed. Yeah. So it's tricky. But I think the fact that, like, we're both kind of in the same age group kind of speaks to the nature of the decisions we've had to make recently. I know these decisions are Very not true. ones that <laughs> everyone is experiencing, <laughs> but they're true to us right now. Um, but I think any decision where it kind of creates some sort of transition from one thing to another in your life or affects um, the main things that you're doing day to day is huge for anyone. Um, like you talking mm-hmm. about what job you were going to choose after college, that is huge. So right. that affects a lot as well. When I think the other thing that's kind of useful to point out about the decisions that we've, like our particular decisions that we've had to make and why they've been so difficult is because we've been deciding between good options. It's not like, I didn't get accepted to any colleges or I can't pay for any colleges, so I don't know what to do next. I can't, I don't have anything in front of me. We're both coming from a position of like being very fortunate and privileged in a lot of ways. So that is one of the things, like as much as that has added to our lives personally, it does make decisions a little bit difficult when you're deciding between two good options or more than two good options. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you recognize that and like pointed that out because some people like don't even get to make the decisions that we get to like we have the opportunity to make. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times we're really lucky to have these opportunities, but um you're right, they do can ca- they can cause a lot of stress in our lives, but it's because of the privilege that we hold a lot of times. Yeah, and I think it can be good to remind yourself when you're trying to make a tough decision that, like, either option is a good option, and you might not know which one is the best option, but, like, we can't predict the future. We can't know exactly what is going to be the best option, or if there even is a best option. So I think just reminding yourself that they're both reasonable options and just picking one and making the best of it. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's helpful. No, I still wonder. I mean, when I was choosing my college, I was deciding between uh, two schools. 
Um, one of them was really close to home, which is the one I picked. The other one was actually really close to where Maria lives. Um, and I was like really conflicted between those two schools. And I still kind of wonder like what would have happened if I went to that school. But at this point, it, it's like not really that helpful to do that because mm -hmm. I've made my decision and this is where I am. And so I think ultimately like rec like recognizing that both of those decisions would have been good ones and then making the best of the decision that you did make is what's going to be important. Because I don't really want to like go back on my decision. It was a really difficult decision to make. So I want to try to make the best of it. Right. And I think once you do make a decision, you do kind of have to like to be satisfied with that decision. You have to give it 100%, like give it everything you can so that it has the possibility of being the best decision for you. Right. If you make a decision, but then you're like looking back over your shoulder and being like, what if I had chose the other option? Then it's just not going to be satisfying. And you would have done the same thing probably at the other place, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, it's so tricky because you, you're like, what if, what if? But if I did know what happened in the other situation, I wouldn't have known what happened in this situation. And you can never really change that fact that you're kind of always going to have that what if so I think like committing to the choice that you made and really trying to capitalize on it and its benefits is all that you can do when you are deciding between two good choices because part of it is just like oh well I have to choose between these good choices and I can't experience both of them right which is upsetting yeah. but but you can't you can only be in one place at once. Right. Which is too bad. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but I think the what ifs that you pointed out, that's a huge part of decision making. Because I think what is so difficult about making decisions is that we're trying to predict what will happen if we choose one or the other scenario which is like trying to predict the future. And we can't do that. That's not possible. And we can't like predict an alternate past either. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just not useful. No, it's not. And I think just knowing that you made the best decision that you could and you really invested time in it makes it a little easier to accept the decision that you ultimately make like i know that i'm not gonna be able to experience both of these things but ultimately i really did consider both and i made the best decision that i could yeah yeah i think that's a healthy way to look at it yeah something that's also really tricky about decision making is i think one of the big things that affects it is the pressure that is put on them by I mean, especially ourselves, definitely. Like, we put so much pressure on decisions. But also the pressure that we sense from other areas in our lives when we're making decisions. Um, like, the college decision, I was kind of trying to take into account not only, like, how I felt about it, but there's always influences coming from, like, what your family feels about it and what your friends feel about it and, like, what your school thinks about it and, like 
people with your academic record have gone to these sorts of schools. Like, am I going to that same type of school or whatever? Um, so, like, that can be really difficult. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I I definitely think that plays into making decisions, especially college and like any decision where you have to relocate yourself that really affects the people in your life more more so than a lot of other decisions would because like that decision affects how close will you be to your your friends and family and the people that you know right yeah that was really really big for me when I was choosing where I wanted to go I mean I have a twin sister um, she's my only sibling and we were both making the same decision at the same time, which complicates things. <laughs> it's not a factor that <laughs> a, a lot bit. of people have to deal with, um, but it's one that I had to deal with. And so part of that was that my options were staying close to my family or, or going far away from most of them, although I would be close to Maria. But which would have been it nice. would have been nice. I know. <laughs> um, but a ton of my family is uh, really close to where I go to school now and I'm really close to them. And if Martha wasn't choosing at the same time, like Martha chose before I did, and she chose to go to the school that we're both at now. And so the fact that she was going to be here and close to my family and the fact that I could have been far away um, made it really difficult for me because I kind of felt like I would like miss out on family gatherings and um, Martha would be there to experience them and I wouldn't be. and. That was really difficult for me, too, in regards to making a decision. So it's not just it, the decision wasn't just like what school is best for me. It also had to do with that and the relationships that I wanted to keep investing in and not just like Skyping with people, but also like being with them on a regular basis. And if I was here, then I could be mm -hmm. with a lot more of my family uh, on a more regular basis. And I could be with my sister on a lot more regular basis, which is something I value a lot, too. So that played a lot into my decision. And it, it, it wasn't just the, the school itself, but it was who is going to be with me. Yeah. And then, like you were saying, in terms of outside pressure, there's also the kind of the pressure of what other people are going to think of this decision, yeah. too. Like, if you take a certain job, are people going to be proud of you for taking that job are they gonna think that you shouldn't be doing it which like is not necessarily something i think that we should consider too heavily just because i think it's more important to consider your own personal values when you're making a decision and your own feelings but it definitely complicates things yeah well we've talked about this a little bit before and i think with like both choosing careers and choosing colleges there's kind of like an icky culture in the united states in regards to that we've kind of talked about this a little bit um but there's kind of like this image that those with the means like go to college and then they get a job and like they need to figure out what they're doing and they need to go to like the best college that they can they can get the best education and like this name of this school like needs to be in your degree blah, 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 blah. and that's just like not helpful at all <laughs> and everyone's mm -hmm. experience are are so individual and specific to them and 
the pressure that goes into making these decisions from just like how people are like quote unquote supposed to do it or whatever is just so unhelpful and a lot of times it doesn't really work the way that it's supposed to and that can be really frustrating yeah because i think if you are making a decision based on what other people think you should be doing or even what you think you should be doing but it's not what feels right i think you're ultimately not going to be satisfied with your decision and then you're going to be looking back and wondering what if and maybe regretting it or just not being happy where you are right yeah i think the most you can kind of like honor yourself and identify what you need best is what's going to help you be most successful in making decisions but obviously that's easier said than done so mm-hmm. that's kind of always like a constant battle. And right. something that I was thinking about in regards to pressure and decision making um, kind of made me think again about like Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, which we talked about a couple episodes ago with Rebecca Cooper. Um, and I think a lot of like decision making um, has to do with like our tendency on how we react to people's expectations because a lot of times decisions ride on people's expectations. So, like, we kind of talked about, like, I'm an obliger or whatever. So I like to make, I, I don't necessarily, I, I, I kind of said that I'm not necessarily, like, a people pleaser, but I like to avoid consequences of other people's expectations that are held up for me. And I do care about what other people think about me a lot. And that's sometimes really hard when making decisions because I don't always make like, the, the decisions that's best for me. A lot of times I'm worrying about what people are going to think about me in terms of the, of the decisions that I make. And that can be tough and just, again, unhelpful. Yeah, I ran into that. um, Not so much because I'm worried what people's opinions of me are going to be exactly, but it's more like, well, that's part of it. But I feel like the sort of main motivating factor when I'm making a decision involving other people is like am I going to let them down so recently I made it was a very difficult decision to drop a music group that I had started singing in um, and I did enjoy it but it was just too much for my schedule so I felt like I needed to drop something and what was really difficult about it for me was are the other people going to feel like I let them down? Like I did not follow through on my commitment, which for whatever reason really bothers me. I really hate not following through on my commitments. So that was a big part of the decision for me, which ultimately I chose to not put as much weight on that as on my own feelings which I think was helpful but it was hard yeah yeah that is a lot of times exactly how I feel too especially yeah. when especially when like choosing whether or not to drop something like I also dropped a music ensemble for next semester and I was really worried about like letting the conductor down and like what were the people in the ensemble gonna think like oh they were gonna think that I'm like a quitter or whatever but Eventually, I just told myself, like, you are not happy and, like, you know that this is the best choice for you. But it's really difficult. I, I don't know why we don't look for, out for ourselves more than we do. But I think 
people's perceptions of like our like our ability to follow through on commitments and stuff affects how we treat ourselves and how we do what's best for us in a really big way and sometimes like you really just do need to follow through on commitments like you can't just like flake out on them all the time but sometimes we do it we we overcommit and then we we don't look out for ourselves and i think ultimately people want you to take care of yourself and i think also if you do take care of yourself and make decisions that are best for you you'll be a more valuable member of the activities that you do choose to be a part exactly. of exactly yeah so that's really what was what solidified my decision and what i thought about in terms of other decisions too that's a really good way to think about it. Yeah. So building off of these general decisions, how they're really tough, I kind of wanted to talk about like different kinds of decisions and like the factors that go into them. So a lot of times we can kind of categorize decisions into like big or small decisions, I feel like. I mean, we make choices every day, like what we're going to eat for lunch or like what we're going to wear in the morning or what time we're going to shower or whatever, stuff like that. And we generally consider those to be like small decisions, whereas like where you go to college is a big decision. Um, But I kind of just wanted to talk a little bit about like what your experiences have been with those and how you kind of like distinguish between the two of them and maybe just like how you react differently to them because i think they are very different but they they have like similarities as well um and another thing one more thing that like i want to cover in this is are small decisions like always easier than making big decisions or not do you have any thoughts on that i find small decisions very difficult i don't know if that's true in general for people, but definitely for me, they're difficult. Like you said, like deciding what to wear, what to eat for lunch. Like sometimes that takes me a really long time or deciding when to shower. I know we talked about this a little bit with Becca, but it's like, what would be the best, most efficient time in my day to shower? And like, how is that going to fit into the rest of my plan for my day and everything? Which like those Little, quote-unquote, little decisions wear you down, I think. I know I've heard about sort of the idea that we have a limited capacity for making decisions, and it kind of, like, every decision that you make starts to deplete that. And I really feel that. I've experienced that in my own life, that if I've had to make decisions all day, I just. I can't do it anymore after a certain point. So I feel like all those little decisions that I make every day are just not, they're not conducive to leading a really satisfying life or having a satisfying day in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting how you talk about how like your ability to make like effective decisions kind of like dwindles the more decisions you make especially if like the decisions you make are frustrating ones 
And I think what's so annoying about the small decisions is that even though like they're small, like we think they should be small and they should take hardly no time to make is that when they do take more time to make than we want them to, then it's just really frustrating and it feels like we've wasted a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy out of us. And it's like, wow, if I wouldn't have spent so much time deciding on what to wear this morning or deciding when to shower like if i just showered and not thought about what i was gonna do it that i could have been doing something else right it's really annoying it's very <laughs> annoying it's frustrating i think is a great yeah. word that you used because i feel like a big decision it's still really difficult but i i don't know maybe i have a little more compassion for myself making that big decision because it's like this is going to affect your life in a big way. So I understand why you're having such a hard time with it. But when I'm like deciding which shirt to wear, it's like, why am I having such a hard time with this? It's just a shirt. Yeah. So it's very frustrating. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know exactly why those decisions are so difficult either. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with like routine and how we structure our day and the thing is like a lot of the time when we're making those those small decisions the reasons why we why we uh consider them so carefully is that we are trying to maximize on the efficiency of our day and so we're like well if we do this now then like that'll be more efficient or if i wear this shirt then like later on if it's like cold outside then that'll be better than this shirt or whatever but the thing is when we're trying to make our day work best for us in that way, a lot of the time, again, we just lose time and it actually becomes less efficient. And I feel like it's kind of this like paradox. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't I work out the that. way we want it to. I wonder if part of the reason why we get bogged down in those little decisions is sort of like a feeling of needing to control our day in our life because these little things are things that you do have control over and it's like if i pick the perfect outfit and the perfect lunch and the perfect time to shower then i'll have a great day you know yeah that's really i'm glad you stated it like that because i feel like that's actually like looking at it that way makes me think that i can be better about those decisions when you phrase it that way because the fact that you say we're trying to control our day-to-day life in regards to this, the decisions we make i feel like now when i'm making those little decisions and i'm deliberating on them so thoughtfully i can kind of tell myself you know what you don't need to control every aspect of your life and you can kind of just leave it up to chance and maybe this will work out and maybe it won't but you might as well just do it and at least you didn't waste the time you know, but maybe kind of just like trusting in the process instead of trying to control it and going in with that mindset. I feel like that might help me. Yeah, because I think as much as we do want to control things. And we do have some influence in how our day goes and how our life goes. Definitely. We can't really control any outcomes. Because there are always forces greater than ourselves that are. Making things happen or not happen, and we don't have any say in that really in the end yeah and there's always just so many factors i mean decisions oftentimes are really complex and i think what's so difficult about decisions is trying to take all of those things into account and weighing them and oftentimes it's 
you can't always weigh all the same factors on like an equal scale. And so ultimately you kind of just have to go with it and realize that it's going to be easier to just decide on a whim than try to figure out the best decision because you might not even figure it out if and, and you mm-hmm. wasted time anyway. But it's really hard to make that judgment call. Yeah. Well, and I think you mentioned routines earlier. I think routines and habits can be really helpful in these kind of little day-to-day decisions or eliminating some of the decisions. Gretchen Rubin talks about that a lot in her book, Better Than Before. Her point is sort of that so that we don't have to deplete our mental capacity for making decisions, the more we can kind of automate the things that we don't need to control every detail of, the more space we'll have left for the kind of bigger, maybe more important things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was reading Becca's blog post on habits that she wrote, and she said something very similar to that. Um, But what really struck me is that usually I associate like developing habits. um, I usually consider that to be like a very difficult process. Oh, like you really have to work on that and like institute that into your routine. But Becca said that the reason why habits are good is that I don't have to, like, once they're in place, I don't have to think about doing them. I just do it. And there's not Mm -hmm. this, like, whole decision-making process anymore. It's just like, well, I always, like, get up in the morning and, like, make myself tea and, like, go on a walk. And even though every morning I don't necessarily want to go on a walk, I don't have to, like, make the decision because I know I'm going to do it every morning or whatever. So even though you don't always want to do it, you at least don't have to go through the pain of making the decision about it if it's ingrained in your your habits. Yeah, and I also think you can kind of uh, tailor the habit to that particular day. So say you really don't want to go for a walk, but maybe just going for like a five-minute walk just to keep that habit in place without doing this thing that, you really don't want to do that day. Because I also think like pushing yourself to do something that you really don't want to do is not necessarily helpful. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes maybe, but not always. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like how you talk about the importance of just like continuing habits. Because if you give it up one day, then it's easier to give it up other days. So the point is just to keep doing it. Because again, it'll make the decisions way easier because you just know that you have to do it each day even if you have to alter the nature of it yeah and this is something that i have been thinking i really need to implement into my life more sort of having daily habits that will streamline my life a little bit but it is i've had a harder time actually doing it so maybe we can have another episode sometime about habits and routines that would be good I would probably need that. That would be useful. (laughs) Future episode. Yes. Stay tuned. So building off of big and small decisions, then I think another factor that affects decisions are whether they're 
I don't know if these are the best words to describe them, but for lack of a better term, like complex and simple decisions and how I'm kind of like measuring that is how many factors are in play when making those decisions um, or whether or not you have all the facts. Um, because some decisions, I think they seem very simple if you have everything you need to know and there's not too many factors affecting it. And you can just kind of lay it out and be like, okay, my options are A, B, and C. And if I choose this, then that'll happen, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, well, because of that, I'm going to choose this. Because you have all the information, and so you can like better make that decision or more easily make that decision. But other times, decisions can be really, really complex, like deciding on what college you want to go to. Because you've got pressure of other people. You've got a ton of factors in deciding where to live um and so when you have decisions that are complex like that how does that alter your process i guess um but i don't know i think ultimately all decisions can kind of take on a complex nature even when they do seem easier so i don't know if i have like a a one concrete thought about these but i do notice that there can be differences between those have you noticed that as well yes i have definitely some things are more complex there's more different things to consider and some things like you said you can kind of lay out your options and one seems like the obvious choice but then i think where this gets complicated is sometimes there's one that seems like the obvious choice but you it's just still really hard to make a decision that happens to me uh fairly often and i my diagnosis of the situation generally is that i kind of know what i need to do like if i'm really listening to myself kind of trusting my intuition not necessarily like my reactive instincts, but sort of the, like my deeper knowledge and voice inside of me that kind of knows what I need to do. Um, when, these when these decisions that are simple but are difficult, I feel like I know what I need to do, but I don't trust it. I like have all these doubts about it and I'm trying to convince myself that that's not the right decision. Or I'm trying to convince myself that it is, but I don't believe myself. Is that something you've ever experienced? Yeah. I will, I like how you talk about, even though when, like, they seem simple and it seems like there's an obvious choice, you, like, still can't make it. Because, again, like, even when a decision seems easy, there's still, like, a lot of things at play. And sometimes there's, like, invisible factors, sort of. Like, you'll have a decision, you're like, okay, well, A or B, and these things are writing on it, and these things are going to affect it, and I value this over this, so I'm going to pick this. But then you're like, well, if I pick that, though, how is that going to affect my schedule day-to-day? -day? Or how is that going to affect how other people view me or... Is that going to let anyone else down like we talked about before? And I think those are kind of like less obvious factors, but that affect us a ton in making those decisions. 
And so I think even when it does seem that a decision is easy and you've got everything laid out, there are like these other little factors like kind of in the background that are like nagging at you. Or like mm-hmm. like you said how sometimes like the simplicity of of a decision seems kind of like an illusion. Like, oh, this decision seems so easy, but like it can't be this easy. Like there must be other things I need to consider. So, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, and it's not even always that a decision seems easy, but it's like it's it's a hard decision, but I know what I want to do or what I need to do. But I just for whatever reason I can't bring myself to do it without a lot of oh like waffling and emotional outbursts and right other fun things yeah no yeah i get what you're saying in regards to that yeah and yeah i don't i don't know what the best way to deal with that is i think ultimately i i think all of this kind of comes down to knowing what's best for yourself and then really like committing to that part of it and having that be like your driving factor because i think that's gonna is what is gonna help us make the best decisions and make them the most efficiently if we can really like be motivated by that Mm-hmm. but it's tough no matter what because again there's so many things that influence decisions right and this decision that i was making recently that i found really difficult i I feel like I was so busy that I didn't really have time to sit down and think about it. I like had this kind of feeling that I needed to drop out of this group. And I just like knew that was probably the right decision, but I was like too busy to stop and think about it. But then I finally sat down and meditated. I journaled for a really long time. And then I came up with the same answer. It was like, okay, that's the same thing I've been feeling, but I've just taken a little time to allow myself to actually notice it and trust it more. That was really helpful. Yeah. No, I like what you say about that. I think sometimes we think that we need to make these decisions, but then we don't have enough time to actually do them justice and that can be really difficult if we don't feel like we've considered them enough um and sometimes just sitting down and reflecting on it even if you come up with the same thing you're confident that you've spent all the time that you needed to to make it and sometimes that makes it easier if you know that you've taken the time to to do it yeah and i think it is kind of an an issue of confidence like you just said confidence that you have taken the time to really consider both options and really consider how you're feeling and you're not just making a decision because you haven't had time to think through the other thing. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm making decisions, I just don't trust myself to make it on my own. I -hmm. feel like there's something missing or that I'm not giving myself the best advice that I need to. And a lot of times I turn to other people that um, whose opinions I really trust and value. And I ask them for their opinion on on the, the choice that I have to make. And sometimes that's really helpful because it makes me th- see things more clearly. Um, 
if I, I feel like these two factors are really like conflicting and I'm not sure which one is more important. Sometimes I'll talk to someone and they'll be like, well, clearly this one is more important because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, okay, I didn't see that before. And I trust you and I agree with you. And then I'm going to make that decision. But other times it just makes it more difficult because you kind of like have this like feeling in your gut in the back. I'm like, I'm going to make this decision, but I'm not totally sure if it's the right one. So I'm just, I'm just going to check with someone um, just to see if they think that's the right decision too. Yeah, excuse me, the right decision as well. And so then I'll go talk to them and I'll be like, well, I think I'm going to make this decision. Do you agree? And then sometimes they'll agree, but like sometimes they won't agree. They'll be like, no, I think you should consider this. And then you're like, oh, well, shoot. And then you're like <laughs> back to square one. <laughs> right. And so it's kind of a double-edged sword in that regard. I mean, most of the time consulting with people, I really... Um, trust works for me, but it can also just complicate things even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talked about this a little bit with Becca, too, how I tend to <clears throat> talk to other people not necessarily for their opinions, but more for, like, it just helps me verbally process my emotions. Yeah, just, like, get it out in the world, sort of. <laughs> right. Instead of just in your head. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do also sometimes find it helpful to hear what people who I care about and value what they have to say about the situation. It's not like I listen to that or like talk to them, but totally ignore what they're saying. That's not the case either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was kind of thinking about decisions before we started talking about this today, the one kind of like resolution I came to was that Something that we kind of talked about at the beginning was that even though decisions can be really difficult, ultimately, it's an opportunity for us to make a choice that's best for ourselves, which is actually pretty great because some people don't get to make the same choices that we get to every day and they don't have the same freedom to choose um, all the things that we get to choose in our lives. Um, and so that's really great. And even if we don't always make the best decision, it's quite the learning experience and we can oftentimes make better decisions in the future based on the ones we've already made um and what i think ultimately is so scary about decision making is that they come with consequences but oftentimes we don't know what those are going to be i mean we talked about this like what if what if we choose this we can't predict the future and i think what's so scary about decisions is that we just fear the unknown and what we really need to deal with when we're making decisions is like that fear, which goes back to last episode. Fear. Exactly. Back to it all. Fear. It all comes full circle. <laughs> so are there any things that you've done, Anna, that have made making a decision easier? Um, well, I just talked about this a little bit. Um, I think talking to people helps me a lot. And like you said, just verbalizing it is really helpful it's not for everyone but like i am definitely a person who needs to vocalize things so that's helpful for me um again we've talked about kind of developing your confidence in making decisions but that is easier said and said than done um so i think what's 
we always come back to this, but the idea of journaling and the idea of meditating, these things really allow you to be more reflective in your life. They really do help to develop confidence in what's best for you. And they, they really help you get to know yourself better. So you know what values are most important to you, which help you make decisions. And so all of these kind of contribute to a better platform as to where you can make those decisions in the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. I found those very useful also. Yeah. I think because they're introspective times where you can look inward and see how you're feeling and what you're thinking, um, but sort of in a quieter, calmer space than just like thinking about it in your brain at a thousand miles an hour, which is my tendency if I don't sit down to journal or meditate or go for a thoughtful walk or something yeah and a lot of times like you said our mind is going so fast just kind of racing thinking about these decisions that we're trying to make and we don't give our enough ourselves enough space to actually consider it and so what meditation and journaling really help you to do is kind of like step back outside of that and like increase and broaden the perspective that you have in regards to the decision that you're making. Um, I think when we're making decisions and our mind is going a million miles per minute in regards to uh, our thoughts on it, um, we kind of like zone in on these little pieces of it and we get super particular and we're like, this needs to be perfect, but there's so many specific things that I have to satisfy and I can't satisfy everything. So how am I going to be able to make this decision? But if you kind of zoom out, and think about the broader picture in regards to the decision that sometimes can help in sorting out your feelings about it. Um, like for example, with the college decision for me, when I was thinking about it, it was like, well, this school has this program, but this one um, has like these music ensembles and this one's closer to home. But this one, if I went far away, I would get to experience this new place. And this one is better food. And you get into all these little specifics, but then if you kind of broaden it and zoom out of that perspective, you think, well, no matter where I go, I am most likely going to meet people who I click with, and this is where I'm going to be living the next four years, but it is only four years, and no matter what, I'm going to come out with a good education. So I think it just takes a little bit of pressure off your decisions if you can kind of broaden that perspective. Um, and it can maybe even make room for your intuition as well, um, which I think sometimes you can hamper if you're getting so nitty gritty about it. Definitely. One thing that's also helped me make decisions is considering my decision an experiment. So like even if something feels kind of permanent, like a college decision that's going to be where you are for the next four years. So it feels like a really big, momentous decision. But if I consider it an experiment, like, well, I don't know what's going to be the best choice for this, but I'll try this. And like in terms of college, you could transfer if you hate it or you learn something about yourself and what you want to do afterwards and like in terms of a job if I take a job and it doesn't work out 
it was an experiment. I learned something about myself. I gained some experience. But nothing is truly permanent, even if it feels long term in the moment. And I think maybe that's intensified because we're young. So these things that are going to last for a year or more feel very permanent. But in the scheme of things, it's not that huge. Yeah, I really like that perspective and considering things that you choose as experiments because it kind of gives you the power to alter it in the future, like you said, um, and know that it's not always permanent. And also it gives you a little forgiveness if you don't like the result of that experiment because it was an experiment and you don't know how it's going to go. And I think using that term allows you to accept the fact that you aren't finalizing anything, but you're trying things out. Mm-hmm. And also, like, experiments are something that you're supposed to learn from. You're doing them to gather information. So even if it didn't turn out how you wanted, you gathered some information to use for your next experiment. Yeah, I think what's really important about making decisions is that even... When you make a decision, it doesn't go the way you want it to. Instead of getting really discouraged by that and kind of just going backwards, using that decision as a as a way to learn from it and kind of a stepping off point into making better decisions for yourself in the future and kind of to um, go back and think about where you went wrong and and mm-hmm. always just forgiving yourself. Like, be be nice to yourself. Because, again, we can't predict the future. And we're imperfect and we don't know what's going to happen. And sometimes our values change. And so just knowing that we can always alter our situations, we usually have a choice in regards to what we can do to change our situation and honoring that and knowing that we have that power um, makes it a little easier. Mm hmm. I agree. All right. Maria, do we have a call to action this week? We do. So for our listeners, we would really like to hear from you. What is a decision that you've made that has particularly affected your life? It could be college, careers like we talked about, or it could be something totally different. And how do you feel about it? And what have you learned from it? And also, if you have any decision-making tips, please share them with us because... As we've stated, we are definitely not experts on this topic and still both struggle with a lot. So we would love to hear any suggestions that you have as well. Do you have a quote for us today, Anna? I do. This quote is from Nelson Mandela, and it is, May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. Which I really like. Again, it's touching back to last episode. We talked about fear. Um, and I think capitalizing on hope rather than fear, um, goes back to how you talked about, um, a lot of things that we do is either based in love or based in fear. And I think hope is ultimately based on love and realizing that the decisions you make are a choice that you get to have and that instead of worrying about the future and what's going to happen, you're hoping for good results 
um, I think can take a lot of the pressure off a decision that you're making and can spin it in a really positive light. And I think just going through life hoping instead of fearing is really important. I think even though sometimes people can be critical of hope, I really do think it's what gets us through a lot of things and that it's really necessary to keep going forward. So I think making decisions based on that is really helpful and a really positive way to go about it. I like that. I think the less we can base our decisions in fear, the more potential we have to step into things that might, like fear might have stopped us. But if we can come at it from a more optimistic, hopeful, loving point of view, that really allows us to move forward in the direction that we want to go more so than where fear would lead us. Yeah, definitely. For sure. You have been listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Uh, Next week, we will be talking about the various spaces um, in our lives. So physical places that we interact with and how we interact with these places. And please subscribe to our podcast if you've been enjoying it. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And please also leave us a review. We really appreciate your feedback. And throughout the month of November, we're donating a dollar to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund that benefits Puerto Rico for every review that we receive. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast. We we cannot talk today. (laughs) Wow. mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 013. So 013. And Catherine is spelled k-a-t-h-a-r-i-n-e and please get in touch with us we really want to get to know our listeners and develop a never wear boring socks community so get in touch with us uh, let us know any decision ideas thoughts you have or any other thoughts you want to share you can email us at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com find us on facebook and instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on twitter at noboringsocks Thank you so much to Ben Ramsey, the Cheese Beast, our audio editor, and many thanks to both him and Martha Barnard for help with our music. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you here next week. And in the meantime, never wear boring socks. 